Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie hi my name is heather graham and i'm playing dorothy tyson in the movie the last rampage Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison, and uh, it's a very dark story, and Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit TrueCrimeLive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm. Ladies and gentlemen, Harmontown is now in session! Please welcome the mayor of Harmontown! 
Thank you. Thank you so much for last-minute comptrolling. Oh, thank you for having me, Dan. <laughs> you're, you're, you're old hat at this now. Like, I you... love comptrolling. It's like my uh, favorite thing. I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't even hear that you called my name. I uh, thought people were just excited that the show was happening. <laughs> I, I, usually, I, I usually wait to see if they're excited to, uh, for me to be here. Yeah, please welcome... Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> this fucking guy. B.J. Black Basowitz. Uh, this fucking guy is here, too. From Castle Wolfenstein. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what Hitler wanted us to look like. Yeah. <laughs> that's a huge compliment. Like, that's, do, do not take that the wrong it way. It is. You are very handsome. You're very handsome. You look like Duke Nukem. <laughs> that is, yeah. Did you know that Duke Nukem is related to B.J. Blaskowitz from the... What? No way! Yeah. Are you serious? They're in the in the canon of video game stuff. Okay. This is very deep. This All right. Is, yeah. I just want to say a couple of things. Yeah. Just a couple of things. Great. So we can keep the bullet train moving. Uh, you, you, the San Diego thing we talked about last week. So uh, the sexual harassment, the cosplay thing. Yes. And I don't think we touched upon it last week. I don't know if it was a thing last week. It's the touched upon it there. No, we touched upon it a yeah. lot. Wait, is that your joke? Is yeah, the yeah, audience? Yeah. They're, they're, they're small minds it's are very that, easily. It's that kind of dot connecting that makes sexual harassment happen. You guys are worse than sexual harassers. <laughs> if you, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we mentioned the young lady who's become the poster child of cosplays. She got, well, she, it, we thought that she'd gotten attacked. And I don't, and I kind of want to sidestep, like, because I, I don't. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, like whether yeah. or not she, I, I don't know what that, because let other podcasts talk about that. I just, I only narcissistically wanted to talk about that incident for one reason, which is that there was this one article, and I can't remember what publication it was, but it, uh, one of the Rick and Morty writers pulled it up and said, uh, there's this huge article about cosplay and sexual assault and harassment, a terrible article outlining the, outlining the whole thing and terrible dark darkness, darkness, cosplay, sexual assault, cosplay, sexual assault, cosplay, sexual assault. And at the bottom of the article, there's just kind of the equivalent of some stock photography of some people cosplaying. It's, it, was the, it was the couple that dressed as the, Mr. Meeseeks at the... <laughs> so I... I no such thing as bad press. It's just great to have stuff out there. <laughs> you can't control how it gets out there. It was the weirdest sensation of my life because I'm, I'm like, I'm a nerd, and this girl got hurt, or didn't she, or whatever. We're talking about the, the, like this thing. It's like, oh shit, that's gonna that's gonna pump us up like 1.7. <laughs> All right, there's a uh, Frank. I don't think that's his name. Nope. It's not. A guy just ran out with the vodka bucket. People are just running out on stage this show. Day late, dollar short. Uh, okay, there was a homeless guy in the Starburns parking lot, uh, apparently, and uh, I was really bummed out because I was working late at Starburns, the animation studio, and I, uh, I, uh, our writer's assistant, Adam, got a call from a PA who said... I walked out, there was a guy, he's parked on this spot, and he's got a blanket over him, and I don't know what's going on, so I called the non-emergency police line. Which is for, is it 311? Uh, I don't know, 910? Okay. I don't... <laughs> yeah, just, it's not quite 911. Yeah, right. Back it off. 91 less than one. 
and I was like, okay, I guess that's, I don't know. And I, we walked out the back, and there were three squad cars, and there was a homeless kid who obviously just wanted a safe place to sleep, and I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I just, and I'm living with that, and I thought if I said it to these kids, I could somehow gain some. You're not going to get to him, though, this message, because he probably doesn't listen to podcasts. No, his life is probably fucking ruined now. <laughs> he, he, he maybe could have, with one night's safe sleep, in my parking Turned lot. Turned it around? He could have fucking, like, gained a foothold. And I came down on him like a fucking... Like, I didn't even know I was doing it. So I'm, a, I'm part of the problem. All right. Enough of that. Wedding planning is fun. Is it? Some of these segues are rough, dude. When you, when, you, when you wedding plan, you get to make a whole list of all the people you've ever known in your entire life and do nothing with the person you love but talk shit about all of them. It's almost worth, it's almost worth getting married. Even if you don't really love someone, I recommend getting married because there's so much shit you could get, get to do like, like, I, just like deciding, like, I don't know, these people. This is just fun. It's a fun activity to just make a list of everyone you've ever known in your whole life and be like, meh, fuck them. That, right. that does have to be satisfying. All right. Then there's a bunch of shit I wrote while I was high at Sarah Silverman's party. This is, this is serious warning shit. This serious is, warning shit? Well, like, like, this is symptomatic. Oh, shit. What did I. All right. I'm reading my uh, Evernote notepad. This is when I was at a uh, party of a friend of ours on a rooftop overlooking Los Angeles. This is what I typed into my notepad. Yeah. For you kids, should, should I get high, Dan? I don't know. Do you want to think like this? <laughs> this is, I won't, I'm, not cutting, I'm not cutting any corners. I'm not sanding any edges. This is what I wrote. Hydrophilic and hydrophobic. Duality between being good at being between people and being good at being between people and whatever is beyond. <laughs> They should just, it should just say, don't smoke pot. This is a PSA. Yeah. Please read that again. Next, <laughs> please. Really? I want to try and make sense of it. Hydrophilic and hydrophobic. Okay. Duality between. I'm, I'm being, on board so far. Being, being good at being between people. I just left. I think I know what I meant. I can tell you what I meant. And being good at being... So one side is being uh, good at being between people. The other side is being good at being between people and whatever is beyond. So you're either the... Uh, you're, you're a people person or not. You're either the membrane of a cell or you're the endoplasmic reticulum. And, you're, and you didn't feel like the membrane last night. I was a membrane because I was out in the fucking rail. I was like looking out over LA and I was like, yeah, entourage, motherfucker. I, I don't know what happened to me. The, one of the guys from entourage was there. Probably. No, he was. Okay. I saw him. And you were there, and I didn't see you. But a guy from Futurama... We did. A... We spoke for a while. <laughs> I, earlier tonight, apologized to you for walking away from you, and you must have thought I was a crazy person because you don't remember talking to me at all. There were people walking up to me all night. I was up against the rail. There were people constantly walking up to me and saying the nicest things to me and I would talk for five minutes, and then they would go, okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to go talk to Bill Maher. Like, they wa I, I was Charles Manson at that party. I was just, I'm not bragging. All right. It didn't sound like a brag, Dave. 
I was a, Charles Manson. I don't want to t- toot I, my own horn, but I may or may not have rallied some profligate youth into a few homicidal sprees. <laughs> uh, here's the other paragraph I wrote, and then I have a little birthday present for you. I know it's not your birthday, but you're getting older, like all of us. Is that the present? A reminder of mortality. This is the next paragraph I wrote. Well, I'm very excited. Well, well, like the girl in the cold open of Lethal Weapon 1, I, I was like fucking over a rail to the point where people were tweeting, I think Dan Harmon is going to kill himself tonight. Uh, I'm flattered. The, uh, I wrote this into my Evernote pad. A, qu- a question of significance, period. A topographic map of significance, period. Everything has an attribute, comma. Every attribute is numerical. That means every society has a weighted numerical amount of significance, and every element of that society is significant to the extent that it affects the significance of that society. Good morning, Sober Dan. You have one message from Hi, Dan. Uh, I gotta say, for some reason, that sounded racist to me. Really? You think the bottom line of that is yeah, don't trust like, black you, people? You're gonna use that to justify some shit. <laughs> All right. So uh, I have a spe- I have a special present for you. Yeah. I know you love music. Uh, yeah. I know you love. I know you love fame. I love fame. I love music. Those do are my favorite things. Do you love? Do you, I want you to? I want you to tell me, Dan. You can't have famous people at Harmontown. This isn't a show for famous people to come out. No, this isn't a show for famous people to come out. Challenge me, challenge me. There's no way you have anybody huge on the show tonight. Fuck you! Tenacious D, get out here! more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. If you think it's time to fucking rock and fucking roll out of control, well then you know you got to rock the block. You fucking suck my fucking cock. Cause when you rule, you fucking school all of the fools out of their jewels. Cause if you think it's time to, if you think it's time to, if you think it's time to fucking rock, he is going to kick your fucking ass. And you know his name is Kyle Gass. Rocking and fucking rolling and Fucking rocking and fucking rolling and fucking There's, there's probably some stuff, if you're fans of theirs, you should probably 
you might want to know about some stuff they're doing, I think. And I, I don't quite know what it is. Festival Supreme? Yeah, festivalsupreme.com. They're doing this festival on October 25th, downtown L.A., Amazing people are on it. Obviously, those guys are on it. Um, I'm on it, but like, there's like huge, huge, awesome people on it, and I can't think of one person right now. Do you know when it is? How they can see it? What it October, is? It's October. I've, I just said all that, but I, I'll say it again. Uh, I'm, I'm drunk. October, October 25th. Go to festivalsupreme.com. Get tickets. It's downtown LA. Uh, it's a huge, huge, amazing festival. Like uh, Fred Armisen's doing something, Bill Hader is doing something. The Workaholics guys are going to be there. Are like, you? I am. I'm going. Yes, I will okay. be there. We spoke last night. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's. I was it's, this close to jumping down. You weren't. You didn't. You didn't really consider I, that. I right? think about it sometimes. I did. Bill Mark. I, I, I met Bill Maher last night and I literally got tongue-tied. I, he said hi to me and I, I couldn't get the words out because I'm so scared of him. Because you, you were afraid you are going to be like, you're a fucking dick! No comment. I was just very intimidated by I him. admire him too. I, I, he's a very distinct face and I saw Bill Maher hanging out. Yeah. And probably he doesn't care that I mentioned that he was... Smoking a joint, like it was—it's just such a weird. No, like, he it was just walking around a party. I was like, Bill Maher. Weird to see a famous face. Hey, Kumail, do you think? Do you, would you liken me to like a star fucker? Do you, no, do you think? No, dude. There's no stars. I mean, Tenacious D. That was a fucking. Fluke. Do you think that this show is suffering because it has celebrities? Is that what you think? No, no. I so like... you just want to hang out and talk to me? You don't think that famous people coming up on the show is important? I think it really sells the show out. So I hope you have. Nobody else is famous. Fuck you! Dana Carvey's here! <laughs> Fuck you! Isn't that fucking special? Yeah! <laughs> Could it be Satan? <laughs> you bitches! <laughs> I'm trying to get hip. Where do I sit? Is that, uh, you sit anywhere you want. There's a mic for every you chair. Thank you, you very much. I, uh, this is in the way. What yeah, do I well, do? you can... Right. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming. I uh, And Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you. Camille. <laughs> <laughs> this is... Uh, I just want... Could we... Could you guys get a little closer? Is there any way to get them a little closer? Because I don't feel as connected as I would with you, them that far away. Is there any way to scooch up just a little bit? You're no. used right. to the so SNL days where they were in a like a hyperbaric. The chamber, SNL days. What are you saying, Dan? Orbiting a like space shuttle, and then your stages would rotate. It was it was nothing. You'd be sitting in a chair like this, and then there'd be like five seconds, and then the red light would come on, and you knew there were 20 million people, and the cue cards were not properly placed and you had to improvise are you nervous yet what what, what year did you start it was 1947 <laughs> that was the, how do i look this good no <laughs> you 80, look fucking I, great i don't uh, want to be that guy i but think you i love you amazing. no i was 86 86 so, so when i was uh when i was a kid when i i, th- I talked to people i've had have been fortunate enough to have a career path where mm-hmm. i have friends who have written on SNL and have been on SNL. Yeah. And it's like, okay, institutional comedy is 
stupid and bullshit. Why, right. Why, why would, how could that ever be funny? Yes. And then at the same time, it's like, holy shit, I'm walking down the halls, or there's a poster of, uh, there's a, John right. Belushi's headshot is on the wall, et cetera. So, and, and SNL has endured. It's the only comedic institution that we have in this country that's lasted as long as it has. Well, what I did does seem very old-fashioned now. And it did become, when I did the show in 96 with, uh, Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell, you guys familiar? Um, the Dana Carvey sketch show. By that point, we thought it, I, I discovered that it was really considered corny and hack to have a character with a catchphrase that you would repeat, you know? But they're hard to come by. Right. I mean, well, isn't that special? My God. <laughs> no, you, you, yeah, once you fucking resonate, you don't, you don't back away from that. You, no. You, 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 you are a people pleaser. Like, you want... I want to destroy the audience. <laughs> I, I need to have, I, you know... But condescension is still funny to me, even though the character is so hacky, a guy in drag, and notice it was, you know, it was, I didn't have fake tits or anything. First of all, it's not hacky. It was very specific, and it's, it's still very, very funny. Well, 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 that's easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> My boner just started. But con <laughs> condescension is funny, and she's the ultimate patronizing. It starts with we. We like ourselves, don't we, Dan? <laughs> We did a show called Community. <laughs> now it's on a thing called Yahoo. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a, it's a sausage factory that you can work through any attitude. I realized later that I am passive aggressive, a nice passive aggressive guy, and a lot of my characters were just passive aggressive. You know, so like uh, Hans and Franz, same thing. They're, yeah. they're, they're pa explain how Hans and Franz are passive aggressive. Like, well, first of all, when we did them, you know, obviously it was born on Arnold and this and that. Kevin and I were touring with Dennis Miller, so we saw Arnold on TV, and we loved how he was. He always wins, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everything is organized. So this is what he said. You know, you're on the road and you, you get to a hotel. I'm just quoting. You, you, I, I know, I do the voice. It's fun. I can do it. They're happy. I'm happy. All right. Um, you, you do the stairs. You break a light sweat and you, you take a light shower and you, you, you put on a light white cotton shirt and, and you're ready for the evening. And we thought that was so cool. We repeated it for weeks and weeks. And then we came up with the sort of mentally deficient cousins. And when we first came out with the padding the audience expected us to be super strong and lift up and they soon found out we were never going to lift weights we were paranoid and delusional and we were fighting imaginary enemies we you were just, just like, stoked about fitness yeah if you don't think yeah but we were there was that imaginary enemy if you doubt us if you think that we are not properly pumped up men we could you know, stretch the flab of your back into the shape of a ladder and you could crawl back down in the sewer because that's where losers live. <laughs> so that was the whole... So it had a cartoon artifice. I never connected the dot that the church lady and Hans and Franz, they're... That's, that's yeah. the thing they have in common is that they're they're inactive. They are they never passive really, aggressive. Yeah, and, and they I am developing a Churchill Hans and Franz cartoon adventure movie. Um, I had a booth at Comic Con and uh, no, okay. <laughs> Camille, why so quiet? My <laughs> teeth are vibrating from excitement. I fucking love you, Camille. Let, you, me, you... let me tell you, man. Let me. <laughs> you are something very special, my friend. Oh. Um, yeah. So anyway, that was that. 
you're sitting over there with your thing. It's fun to do. Everyone does it. All of your impressions are everyone flocks to do them. No one knew how to do an impression of George Bush until you did it. I went to school the next day. I told you backstage, like, I was in sophomore year i remember i could tell you the color of the walls i could tell you what was on the, the jock straps on the floor <laughs> when i gained respect from the guys that would have otherwise been beating me up uh, because i did my air huge air quotes my impression of jimmy stewart Oh, Jimmy Stewart! I thought you were going because for I had Bush. watched Let SNL and, and you had done your as I, 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 and then the jocks would go like, "Hey, Harmon, do do Jimmy Stewart." They don't know who the <laughs> fuck Jimmy Stewart is. Neither did I. <laughs> right. I knew that you. But did you'd it. So, seen It's a Wonderful Life, so, right? Like, no, Not no. Really. Okay, absolutely. So not. can we hear your version? So I would go, "Oh, also, I can't get my locker open." Now you do yours. I worked that thing for 20 years. There's nothing funnier and a visceral comic sense than Jimmy Stewart swearing. So my first bit ever in the 70s in college, I, you know, doing stand-up in these shitbox clubs, something familiar. Anyway, I, uh, I'm doing William Shatner. Anyway, it was like Jimmy Stewart as a waiter. Be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you know what you want to order? <laughs> Because you want to go slow and kind of, yeah, so, so, you, so, so you don't know what you want to order. Yeah, so you're, you're going you're gonna to make me wait. Yeah. Well, well, fuck you. It's always funny, right? It's, it's only funny when you do it. And I, I mean, I, I, well, you did a million of those things, and like we fucking stood on your shoulders. I would go to high school every day, and I would be the funny guy in high school because I did impressions of your impressions. Uh, well, I, I copied Jimmy Carter from Dan Aykroyd. I used to record it on the TV and stuff. But, yeah. you know, because a lot of times I didn't what have. What was your relationship with SNL when you were. Uh, like, how old were you? Well, I in, was. 1975 was that when you SNL didn't started? know basis but I was uh, <laughs> don't yeah. ask don't tell but. why is this white <laughs> I need some pepper <laughs> um, no I was 20 <laughs> I was 21 22 23 24 whatever and it was this new show it was a variety it was show a for new, hippies and they were badass pirates to me you know John Belushi and Bill Murray and those guys uh, they would beat you up or make you laugh you know so I was completing all of the show, and I auditioned for it three times for you guys out there and women who were trying to get on the show. Meaning that two times you went out there to New York, you stood on a stage in front of, no. and I've talked to people, no? No, mine was one of the worst ever. Get this, okay? The comedy store. Saturday Night Live people are out there. It's like 84, two years before I got the show. One comic after another, no MC, just and now somebody. So at midnight, this comedian named Sam Kennison goes up. In his prime, who I thought was maybe the best stand-up ever, arguably the best stand-up ever, destroys, dismantles, levitates the room. I'm off the side, and now it's Dana Flunkham with somebody, you know. <laughs> I go up, I'm going, isn't that special? Isn't that dead <laughs> silence? I'll never be on Saturday Night Live. I'm an asshole. You just, you're just going around going, oh, yeah. isn't that special? I had yeah. five <laughs> minutes. Special. Isn't everything special? Isn't that special? Isn't that yeah. special? I don't know. And when, then is in, when are people going to realize how special everything is? In desperation, I went, well, well fuck you. <laughs> 
and I still didn't get the show. So I didn't, you know. So, what, but but you, uh, so you 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 stopped me in the middle of that. Like, yeah. so you so you go out when you audition for new for SNL. Right. You go out to New York. You go out on a stage. There is absolutely no, uh, from what I've heard. Right. Uh, there are eight people sitting in the back of a dark room. Yes. They are instructed not to laugh. Um, yes. There are video cameras pointed at you everywhere, and yes. you know because you've walked past the writer's room on your way to the audition, you fully know that there is a feed to the writer's room. You can see <laughs> that there is a room full of sarcastic, right. snarky writers yes. who are watching every audition in their own room. You you walk past that reality and walk out onto a dark stage yes. under and, a thrust. And Lauren, I realized later, wanted to test you because I'm bombing out there. I was doing chocolate broccoli on the piano and doing these things and then there was a pause it was Lauren and like Nora Dunn and three other people and Lauren said um do you have any anything else that we could see is there anything that, or, or, or are you just gonna do that and I realized are you just gonna keep chopping broccoli uh, is that it? it isn't the broccoli chopped at this point at this How point I would you think you fucking could, uh, chop broccoli I'd say the broccoli would be diced at this point <laughs> yeah, so. So it's like he was testing to see when the red light went on if you wouldn't just go, you know. Like but meltdown. The, what do you mean by that, though, really? Like, well, literally, well, the, the meltdown wouldn't be so much that you just cry and go off. But it would be that you would stumble bum because they're flipping credit, he was, uh, credit they, cards. They, they, they were <laughs> vetting for people who were good at auditioning as opposed to people who could be part of a live Yeah, you, you know, show. the first three years, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you, you see uh, how people go out there. You don't really know. The, it's in the cards. You don't know your lines. The show's under rehearse. You don't want to look like you're reading the cue card. So, like, if I was doing a scene with you and it's like, hey, let's go get some milk, I know there's a card over there. So I didn't want to just do the, the right. split thing. God forbid. Get, so I'd go, uh, let's go for milk. And then I would kind of look over there for my next line, right. grab it, and come <laughs> back, you know. And Phil Hartman was the best at that. They were, so, so, well, they, but they weren't testing God for that in, their, in the audition, were they? Did no, you, well, let me back up one story that's a little interesting. So I auditioned at the comedy store in the improv. I always bombed. I didn't get SNL. It came around again in 86. Rosie O'Donnell was playing Igby's on the west side, 100-seat club, kind of like this, small. I called, I didn't know Rosie, but I said, can I go, to, can I go there and audition for the show? Because Lauren Michaels was going to see me. So she allowed me to come in and do like 40 minutes in a room like this. And Lauren showed up. Remember, I'm not on TV. I'm scared. It's Saturday Night Live. With Cher. <laughs> and the president of the network at the time. Right. So it's just like, I was just so scared and so nervous. But it was a regular audience like this. I did okay. That really helped me get the show. Did that. you talk to Cher? <laughs> no, I never really liked her. <laughs> so you probably no, I, don't have like a really good Cher impression. Uh, no, I never worked on Cher. It's, Here, it's, do you want to hear mine? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. It's you based on this, someone right? else's. Half breed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Half breed. Oh, so you, can, can't, you can't have a Cher impression. Oh, without oh. Do you want me to Christmas hear Christmas lights? How about Jimmy Jimmy Stewart explains the banking crisis? Cuz all I ever knew about banking was from It's a Wonderful Life. Mr. Potter, there's a run on the bank, you know kind of thing. So here's what they did, see? You see Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, see? They they took the bad mortgages and they packaged them into an investment vehicle, kind of like a security, see? Yeah. And then they got Moody to put four stars on them and S&P, you know, and they sold them to investors, but they knew they were bad. 
So they did a thing. They shorted them, see? So they bet against them while they sold them. So if they lose, they win. If they win, they win. <laughs> and you know, they put together, well, fuck you. <laughs> Okay, now... This is the uh, first time... Making Jimmy Stewart contemporary. This is the first time I've understood the housing crisis. I never fucking paid attention. You know but what? now I'm like, those fuckers. It really is kind of that simple. It feels like you're in a taking request mode, so I... I I'll, I'll, I'll do just, and say whatever. I'm not going to make you do anything. I'll do and say whatever. But I would only say that it would be interesting to hear <laughs> what would happen if Ted Kennedy... <laughs> Ted Kennedy? <laughs> When I return, Mary Jo and the car were gone. If Ted Kennedy went, got, got into a hotel room and found out that Kirk Douglas had the same hotel room and that they, because they both, the hotel was overbooked. Can I do were, it with Burt Lancaster? I have okay, all right. Burt Lancaster is there Burt too. Lan I did a movie with Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas. Years later, I learned to do them, and I don't really like blue humor in the sense of anal penetration and jizz. Okay, I hate that, but I like the old-fashioned vernacular applied to sexual situations. So this is Burt Lancaster and Kirk Douglas, two male macho superstar icons as lovers. Here we go. <clears throat> this is what made John Lovitz throw up in a parking lot. <laughs> Uh, he, meaning, uh, he told me that, sorry, that, that yeah. you mean because he was laughing so, so hard. hard. Not yeah. to pat yourself on the yeah. back, but uh, yeah, no, no. John Lovett's fucking. Now John loves this. Okay. this made so him it's Burt Lancaster, Kirk Douglas. <laughs> um, I want you. I want you very bad. It doesn't mean we're gay, we're two men having fun. <laughs> I'm inside you now. I want you inside me, and I need you. I want all of it. I don't want just a stem. I want it all. All right, son, slow down. Don't keep bucking around like that. You keep bucking around like that, I gotta pull out and splooge all over your backside. It's the poetry of it. Uh, can't do this on Fallon. <laughs> but you did, I love Jimmy, though. You did Chopping Broccoli on Fallon, and fucking everyone went, went wild because Chopping Broccoli is the comedic version of Dancing in the Dark. Like you are, you are, you're the Bruce Springsteen of comedy. Well, it was Jimmy's idea to do it with an orchestra this last time. I don't know if you saw it, but I only did it once on SNL, and I did it the very first show. Right before the end. You did it in your stand-up special, right? And That's then what I, I did first saw it. Yeah. yeah, but I only did it once on SNL. Um, so uh, I don't know why it resonated. It's so stupid. I think there's that... a ton of people in this pro audience probably. I think the median age is probably 25. And I think that probably, yeah. without doing a lot of math, I think that puts them around the age. When I was 10 years old, Martin Short was like, yeah. that's how I learned about comedy. I think the irony is that actually in SNL terms, Lauren Michaels wasn't even there. Those were the Ebersol years. No, not, not, not that year. I but, love the Martin But I was Short. like, holy Christopher shit, Guest. Martin yeah. Short is the fucking... And I would just go to grade school and I would do... Uh, At Grimley? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. And I would do everything that Martin Short did. That's I, 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 And it, my hackness right. extended to high school. I was still... I, and then I was doing <laughs> you. I was going, oh, I'm in Jimmy Stewart. Can I go... Right. Can I be on a date with you? Uh, and, uh, <laughs> not gonna do it. I'm not gonna... At this juncture, will you be on a date with me? And it, it, was, it was all Did you, you do John Travolta or Robin Leach? Did you do some of the other uh, seven? Questions? I'm Robin Leach. 
They're all kind of... I want a, I want a, I want a Christmas tree with lights! I'm, I'm Robin Leach, and I'm yelling, and I don't know why. <laughs> now, that is really an 80s reference. I'm Robin Leach, and I... It's a wonderful on. life, and I'm going to pump you up! <laughs> that, I would just do that. It's um, very good. Let me tell you, this is Regis' film, but I'm 87 years of age. I love Regis. I love what you have going on here, Dan Slavin, or whatever your name is, Danny Fluffer. And Farnell, you're terrific, whatever you do. Carmel! When you get your green card, you can call me. You're terrific. Anyway, I love you all, your Comic-Con people. That are, and it's a wonderful rhythm to do. You just, you take Groucho Marx and slow it down. You know, pick a singer one and divide a dunkabunga. Pick a singer one and divide a dunkabunga. Pick a singer one and divide a dunkabunga. He's doing Groucho with a nasal a little bit faster. So, hopefully so, kids are enjoying these. Well, <laughs> Got it. Got it. Do it. I don't want to keep like you. better. How did you... No, mine I, are great. Mine are great. Can I ask you a question? When did you know you could do impressions? I feel like there's a certain... Certain people are just good at them, and certain people are just bad at them, and in the, the good part, obviously some people are better than others. You're fantastic. When did you realize you could do that? Uh, that I could alter my voice. Literally, really, it was when um, we had a... Uh, uh, the Beatles came on Ed Sullivan. I was nine years old. And we had a Collier's Encyclopedia LP uh, where the Beatles were being interviewed. So the first altering of my voice when I was nine years old, and I had three older brothers and a younger sister, was I was able, I was able, you know, and I'll do, I'll do the bit, you know, it's like I go out to my mom, you know, after the Beatles are on, I go, hello, mom, do you think I could get me some pancakes? <laughs> like a very musical. Yeah. So that was the first voice. You've been getting fucking pancakes ever since, Pancakes, huh? you know. And it's still... You know, I do these for myself sometimes. I mean, it's very comforting to be in this persona. You know, it's very... Here we are, you have a little gooby-gooby. You know. I mean, it's, it's very... Because McCartney is the most humble genius in the world, you know. He, he won't go, he, you go, Paul, I just want to say, you're so, you, know, you know, I, you know, we did some plunkers, you know. <laughs> John would get a guitar and we'd face each other and we're plunking, you know. And I'm looking at him, he's looking at me and we're plunking away. And that's how we came up with Abbey Road. <laughs> but it's a comfortable, yeah. And I do it for myself. This is not a joke. I, George Bush Sr., that robotic monosyllabic thing is comforting for me because I tend to tend toward anxiety. But like I, he would say, he'd go, well, Camille, there, sidekick, nice mic, quick-witted audience there, just sodas, comic area, da Dan Harmon, writer, superb, community, yahoo, money. Uh, it's just we can just say thank you Dana Carvey for coming or you can hang out all night as far as I'm concerned but probably have peaked already but I'll, I, <laughs> do they have any requests I'll do one more <laughs> oh okay he's, he's taking requests there's well, a, well, well. A hand we raised our hand very quickly Garth? Yeah. oh Garth yeah people these people grew up on Garth well, I'll tell you uh, quickly. Um, Garth, uh, Mike, uh, the brilliant Mike Myers came in with uh, with Wayne, and then he asked me to be his sidekick. He said his name is Garth. That's what, he, and he digs Wayne. And I saw, that he, <laughs> I saw that he had brown hair. So I remember I went through the makeup area, and I saw I could do a blonde wig, and I could 
uh, wear those kind of Peter Seller glasses. And then I didn't really have a construct for the surfer dude nerd, like, what are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Which is, we'll do it uh, how I ruin Wayne's World 2, we can do next time. But uh, wait, you, you, by bad makeup and pushing too hard, yeah. Did you produce Wayne's World 2? Why would you take, uh, well, why would you feel guilty well, about I was, Wayne's World 2? I was, 38, and there was a line in the in the movie that Garth just Garth just got pubes, you know. So, and I'm 38 playing the character, and so the edict was we got to cover my five o'clock shadow. I'm not Richard Nixon, but if you watch the first movie, I have very light makeup. So they tried to cover my five o'clock shadow. By the time they did that, then they caked it on. So I'm I look orange. I look like an orange Betty Davis in the second movie. And then my performance. But anyway. But what does that have to do with you? you this is what's fascinating to me about you. Right. Your self-effacement, your self-awareness, your accountability. In right. The, in the face of being a fucking icon who is this guy who does it. Like, like I, Jim Carrey hasn't come out here yet. But I, 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 think, I think there's a kind of archetype that we have in our heads. Where we're like, oh, this guy that comes out and he makes everybody happy. He's this clown. Uh, but you're right. so smart and so humble and so almost to the point of like you say stuff like no, that no there you, was really good stuff that I liked that I did here and there but most of it was uh, disappointing how could that possibly be your fault what, what, how, like, what, what, what was your role um, in Wayne's World 2 aside from Garth your job was to show up and play I, Garth look in the first movie I mean I, did, I trusted the rhythm in the first movie based on my brother my brother Brad who does I took the rhythm from my brother, we could, he would love to come on this podcast. He's in L.A. He's uh, welcome to. He's great. And, and he had this rhythm, and this was the best rhythm of Garth. Was, <laughs> you know, that was the goal, and I did it mostly in the first movie. And then the second movie, you know, it just became more cartoony, and I just lost that thread, and I was pushing. And uh, You blame yourself for fucking Wayne's yes, World 2? I do. I fucked Wayne's World 2, I did. Yeah. You're insane. I am orange, I am orange, and I'm pushing, and I'm mugging. But in the first movie, I had some very nice moments where I stayed in this rhythm. I did, and this was the core of Garth. And I look at it, and I go, what the fuck happened to me that I pushed in the second movie? Maybe it was the, will you, will you the money. I, I know you... <laughs> I know you said you, in the green room you're, you're sleepy. Can you, can you, will you stay for just a little bit? Sure, yeah. Can, we're, can I, can we're, I, I don't have a life. Yeah. Can I bring my... Uh, uh, From Hollywood, California, uh, Meltdown Comics, Harmontown. Oh, Jeff, Jeff. Is now in session. Please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Oh, uh, Jeff. 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 Let's start this fucker. Jeff. Jack, we, the, I, I imagine you driving here, reading Twitter, and being like, what the fuck is going on? Tenacious D? Wait, wait, Dana what, Carvey? Wait, Tenacious D was here? Yeah. Oh, shit, Dana Carvey, hello. <laughs> Jeff, we started without you. Uh, now, what I was going to say is... I overslept. I set my alarm for the wrong... Uh, I, I set my alarm for a.m. instead of p.m. <laughs> It, can, it, it happens to podcasters, yeah. too. Yeah, it's okay. You, you're not taking uh, blame for that, and he's blaming himself for Wayne's World, World 2. <laughs> That's why I wanted to bring out my fiancé, my 29-year-old fiancé, Erin McGathy, Aaron so McGathy. that she could talk to... Before you leave, Dana, I wanted you to talk to the, the love of my life, 
but because that that's insane hearing that. Like the the, the your, your self-deprecation, it's it's too far. It's no, too much. I, I, I there was good things I did. I, that's just a bald face <laughs> fact that I destroyed Wentz World you, too. <laughs> It was. Listen, here's the example. This is not my fault. Is this okay. what Mike Myers has been telling you, Dana? <laughs> yeah, does he call you and leave? Mike was. Don't him. let him push you around. No, Mike, Mike was consistent. I, I was. Mike was consistent. Here's the story. Okay, look, if you budget something, they're going to spend the budget. So the first movie, we had 12 million in 36 days. So we're on the car, and he goes, Yeah, she's a babe. And I go, Yeah. If she was a president, she'd be Abraham Lincoln, right? <laughs> so we get, so we make fun of corporate profiteering. You know, we hold up the stuff. Meanwhile, Paramount's yeah. paying us. Never mind. The second movie, we have a forty million dollar budget, and so Wayne and Gar suddenly have a loft that is a five hundred thousand dollar loft. I remember walking into it and go, "What? The, what happened to the humble little set?" You but know? did you? So did everything you, got blown up. Did you write the movie? Um, I basically, and another thing I regret, I, I did the arc of, with Kim Basinger. I did the... the yeah, but uh, you, did you write the yeah, movie? Yeah, not, not the movie per se, but the Garth, uh, the Garth parts for the most part. Dana Carvey. <laughs> what? You have never done anything wrong, ever. <laughs> oh, no. You well, need to understand well, I, that. You, no, need the to, first... you need to understand that you have never done anything wrong. No, the first one was really good. I mean, it, it, it did uh, inflation adjusted like 275 million. People... Not that I checked. So these Dana things. Carvey, inflation Dana... adjusted. Dana Carvey, why do you think? Um... <laughs> Can we just call him Dana? No, right, Dana, Carvey. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Why? Um, Dana... why yes. What, what was it? So you went in the. Did it? Why did it feel different making that movie? You said it's a bigger budget. Uh, it was a bigger budget. Uh, my face was orange. Um, we, um, you know, I think that, look, I mean, the first time we were on the car, we had an hour to shoot that. You know, Babe, Abraham Lincoln, Mike's laughing, I'm laughing. It's just like, you know, almost in one take. Then the second time, we had two full days to shoot us hanging out on the car with like 55 takes of different camera angles. So it, you tend to get bored and you tend to push, you know? I mean, that's all. That, that just yeah. happened to me. I don't are you think looking back on did. Wayne's World 2 as being some kind of point where you think... Do, are you thinking no. that you did something wrong on that No, movie? no, I don't think I did anything wrong. I just... I did. I, my instincts were a little off on that one, but they were spot on in the first one. So may, one out of two I, ain't bad. May I... I can't... Is this gonna... I have to apologize? It's gonna no, be on Twitter? No, no. I, I think it's, it's important to have the I, conversation. We've never... I've never well, there's many, many other regrets I have. <laughs> What's, what's that, baby? I, I can't handle this show emotionally. I'm losing my fucking mind. I, like, I, uh, my hero, I, I just, uh, I can't deal. She loves there Mike Myers. <laughs> I, I, I do, too. Story, she loves Burt Lancaster. Um, Such a thrill. I've had the opportunity to meet many famous people. I can't, so... <laughs> Um, there were, I, I'm not completely. It's not like uh, I there, will there start stuff crying. that I liked. I, mean, I love uh, Massive Heaven and Harry. I love the McLaughlin reports. <laughs> I love the Carsons I did with Phil. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I, I did like, and I liked the first Wayne's World, but second one, I fucked it. I feel I, like when I was in high school. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Dana, you know, backstage, I told you I, I really like you. And I said the words, I don't care about how you feel about this emotionally. I don't. I know that I'm embarrassing you, but I like you so much. Um, Thank you. <laughs> you talked to my woman backstage? I don't want to oh, derail yeah. the conversation. 
please say you wrote a song. I really want you to break into song. Right I, uh, when I was in high school, I had a, a Yahoo email account. And after speaking with e- Dana... You had email in high school? I did. Wow. Yeah. She's a lot younger. <laughs> and I told Dana backstage that when, when his first HBO special came out in 95... Yeah. <laughs> I recorded it with my little uh, uh, tape player. Kids, there used to be these boxes with tape inside them. I recorded it, and me and my brother both had copies of it. And when we would walk to school, we would look at each other for two years. We would look at each other and be like, and go. And we would listen to Dana Carvey's special on the way to school together. And I went to, I was like, I feel like I may have written a, uh, diary. That now, all that makes me feel is like I wish I tried harder. <laughs> I think you tried really, I really hard. Do. I think huh? that I think that, I, 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 I don't know what if she's queuing something up. I, yeah, I up. don't want to derail her. No. But I, I the the overwhelming feeling I have when I hear you talk about yourself because I don't think you're fishing for it. I think you're a no, guy no, that no, worked no. really really hard from it because we didn't even talk about the fact that you were on this Meg Ryan sitcom when you were like like our our public consciousness of you was like oh you were on SNL and then you were in SNL and then there were uh, our, our radar blips and stuff but the you were you worked your entire life you tried to make people laugh the entire time and you never stopped and I don't well, I, I think that there's a million people that we look at publicly and we go uh, oh that guy uh, he thought he was something and then that's why he did this I, I think it was like, like you were church lady and you were Hans and Franz and you were doing the shit and then everyone loved you America loved you right. and then there were well, a couple movies where you were like with Nicolas Cage and you were going hey I'm a cat burglar and it, it, it was yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Is it movie. is it uh, blank slate? Clean Tra- trapped in paradise. Clean yeah. slate. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Clean slate is a fucking great movie. Oh man. Well, but, we'll t- I won't even go to there. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but I'll this, tell you what happened. The idea to me, that you're responsible for Range World Two not being as good as no, Range World One is it's fucking insane to me. That's so insane. It wasn't totally mine. I just was disappointed in my instincts. But what happened to me is I did not. I grew up very humble. Uh, you know, uh, dad was a high school teacher. Uh, five kids. So between 80 and 86, when I was doing stand-up, I took everything they gave me, and because I had the reverse dumb blonde effect, like I had a little teen idol thing going, I had blonde hair, and I had a real baby face, so no one yeah, I thought I was a com- <laughs> Take it, take it No one thought easy. I was a con. Yeah. I don't like where I'm like sitting either. Like a piece either. of bubblegum that can make children. But that's why I did all those straight roles. Although I will say, if I'm going to lose my fiance to anybody, can I read this? I would diary like it entry? to be Jenna Carmen. <laughs> uh, can we hear this? Is this real? It's real. It's real. Wow. It's from so my this Yahoo. This is like fan fiction. What is this? This is uh, with my Yahoo Mail account. I would email myself, and you guys have done this before. Like, set yourself. There's no need for you to shake your head so aggressively. I'm not really looking for people like you. I'm looking for other people that are like, yes. Uh, I don't need you to say no. I'm that, glad. I'm. I've, <laughs> I'm glad they're getting married because I, I have. I've just kind of got to know this dynamic, <laughs> and it seems like perfection. Uh, it's really like. I, I do know. love you. Immediately jumped into couples counseling us upon meeting us after 30 seconds. Stubbornness is the key <laughs> to a long relationship. If both are stubborn, I hate you. You hate me, but I ain't quitting. You ain't quitting. <laughs> 
I, uh, with my Yahoo mail account, and I still do this with my current account, I'll mail myself uh, diary entries, basically. Just like, I'm angry about this thing. I like this thing. But I, I, I had a feeling that maybe I talked about Dana Carvey in one of these entries, and I searched his name in my Yahoo mail, and an email came up, and uh, it's very short, and I would like to read it. So this is you as a teenager. This is me. Uh, it's, it's, I feel it's like from... this is your life or something. I'm really, this is embarrassing. Go ahead. I want to I mean, hear it. it. Is, yeah. This uh, is you at what age do you uh, think? 2001, so six... 13 years ago. 16. But 16. six years after the special. Yes. Yeah. So you weren't old enough to do anything when 9-11 happened. <laughs> hey, none of us were. That's true. Everything changed. Everything changed. That's true. Good point, Camille. We were all children before then. We, all, we were all 16. America was 16. Yeah. We were only 16. Only 16. All right. <laughs> read it. Read it. Okay. All right. What? What the fuck? Oh. It's my heart. Playing. Okay, I'm just, I, I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it. And I would only feel comfortable reading this on stage. With Dana Carvey. Sunshine. Subject, Dana Carvey. Subject, Dana Carvey. It's my fiance. I'm not going to, I'm just gonna read, I'm saying this to myself because I'm going to read through this and I'm not going to editorialize because I will feel compelled to do so because I don't think I sound very smart. Just, just present it and we'll. We'll judge it. Okay, it's right. That's that, uh, 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 a tradition yeah. as old as time. There, and, until this Let's moment, I it. haven't really felt that we are friends, but in this moment, I feel like we are friends. Just read it. It's going to be very sweet. Okay, I'm it's very, very short. It's very short. Okay. I'm very excited. Hello, older me. <laughs> oh, God. How are you? I'm okay, but I'm working, I'm working thought things. Can I judge you right now? No. It's, it's very short. Here is personal and real thought. To be an artist. To be a comedic artist, in all caps. To mold... To mold thine artifice like clay to the noble end of create joy. To exhibit kindness in performance, absent of personal need. To be a clown, but not because you're scary or stupid but because you sacrifice your pride for the audience's joy. To make people laugh, in all caps. This is, what I, this is what is important. This is what I aspire to. This is what I promise. That's it, and it's by, about Dana Carvey. By the way, Dana Carvey. <laughs> it was about me. Uh, let's have a hand for Dana Carvey for coming out. Please let him know when you see him. On the sidewalk, that that nothing bad was ever his fault. All he ever wanted to do is make everyone happy. That's all he ever wanted. I think he succeeded. So you, so that email, that email was about you wrote that about Dana Carvey. Yeah. You must not have seen Wayne's World too. <laughs> you know he really fucked that movie up. Oh God. Now that he's gone, holy oh. shit. I I blame it all on Garth. Yeah. Wayne's World P.U., right? Uh, I just wish it was Wayne's wor World. And there was 
Yeah, well, it was Wayne's World, but I mean, I, I just wanted more Wayne and less Garth. Let, let, let's bring out Tenacious D. <laughs> they're, no, they're not. No, okay. I gotta say, honestly, uh, uh, Jeff is Jeff is yeah, Jeff. You 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 realize you got here late. Okay, what? We we did, we started the show without you. Not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the show started the moment I arrived. <laughs> Right? Uh, Am I right? That is not true. Tenacious D was here. Fuck Tenacious D. They left. Um, it's all, honestly very inspiring to hear him talk like that, being as, you know, done so much amazing stuff as he has, and that he still has. I fucking love that guy so much. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's not, it's, it's like, like, we had, you know, I don't know, people come traipsing out here. Wait, is there music playing? Yeah, the there's car? music playing. Uh, the, Are you still at home, Jeff? <laughs> I had a great I, nap. I, for real, I'm in such a euphoric state, I thought that was just in my head. <laughs> for Foxy. real. There is you, no... You don't... Like, like it's, it's, a, it's a really big deal. Yeah, it's huge. For me... I'm not I, articulating like, like if, if, it. I don't say... Like, Martin Short... If Martin Short were ever to come by... Fuck come up, Martin Short. I think I would... I would, I would no, kinda no, like, not fuck him. I, I would go into a seizure because I wouldn't really him. quite Let's know how to handle him. it. But... Yeah. <laughs> But but like Dana, Dana Carvey represents like for me my adolescent years like it represents the idea that we've all had that all we want to do when we get up in the morning if the, there's those of us who decide I just want to write do makeup make chairs build build decks uh, design dump trucks act uh, stunt coordinate whatever I I want to make other people happy and and, and all it's his hard interviews to make so many people laugh without hurting anybody right he's not a kumail as they say in the bed yeah 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 kumail kumail makes people laugh yes but at what price but, yeah so like, he's fucking it's a it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a sharp sword it's yeah a, like, like it's the self-esteem of others is the price yeah i take no prison Kumail's material My is My first like, album is called Fuck You. I feel like when I'm laughing at Kumail, I'm laughing at, like... I'm laughing out of fear. I'm laughing at cripples when I'm laughing yeah. at Kumail. Like, because I'm like, oh, I hope Kumail place. doesn't beat me up. That's a big target for me. I really take on the cripples. Uh, I th I th is cripples still PC? No. No? No. no. Listen to the word. Uh, I, I would, I, I would cripple? Say, I would say that you're tough but fair on cripples. <laughs> hey. So, cri cripple, but cripple just means your leg is hurt. It does. <laughs> it does. And, 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 my, you know. my best friend's in the audience. She's a cripple, Kimber Hall. She's a cripple? Sure, her leg is hurt. <laughs> Well, she she I, she sprained her ankle partying. She's a cripple. Yeah, you can't yeah, get on your knees not... and say you're a midget. Wait, I, oh, I, I there's see. There's crutches. There's crutches on the side of the wall here. Yeah. That's, no, but that's... do people identify themselves as so cripple? I'm sorry. So I don't think anybody. What would anybody's... be the PC cripple? Kimber, are you a cripple? Yes. No. She's not. No because one would not... call and be like, "Hey, do you have an elevator? I'm a cripple." Nobody would say that. <laughs> But you, you, would have say, a you would say I'm crippled. No. no. I'm just. But even C if your Camille, leg is hurt. Camille. Did, Camille. But if you're, okay, here's my question. Camille. If your leg is broken, you don't say I'm disabled. You say I'm crippled. No. Not anymore. All right. Well. It's like midget. It was. It was okay for a while, and then it got sidelined. Like you know, it's like it's um, like crippled well, became. Disabled. Uh, we I all think. learn something. That guy's leaving, but we know it's not because oh, he's offended, because okay, he's, he's not, walking he's out. He's not limping away. He's what? He's, he's abled. He's able-bodied. He's, he's showing off. Let's bring up uh, professional linguist and physical ability expert, Spencer Crittenden. 
Hey guys. Hey Spencer. You're you're probably the youngest guy up here. Do you? What's your relationship with Dana Carvey? Um, I don't know him. I mean, he was in the he was in the back room for a while. I said a couple of words to him. Jesus. Well, he's uh. Spencer, know. can you talk to me about? I I've uh, felt obviously that I am mistaken with my use of the word cripple. Uh-huh. But like, can you explain to me? What is the right yeah. thing to say? Just disabled and not... But you, you, Because people, I guess, call people who are in wheelchairs crippled, and that's inappropriate. Well, the best no, way to, is... I don't, it's, yeah, it's across the line now. I thought it was like a Charles Dickens thing. Yeah. Well, it, it was. Yeah, it was a Charles Dickens thing, but that was a long time yes, ago. Yeah. If you live in 1809, you like, can call somebody crippled. Yeah. I, 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 the, I, I, the Society for the Advancement of Handicapped People is not the name for the society oh, I'm trying to talk about. Shit. But that society... That I'm trying to talk I would about. Never, I I'm would still never... trying to talk about it. It used to be called like the International Society for Cripples, and they changed it. Like I see, it definitely used to be like that. Like, I would never call a specially abled person crippled. different. Differently abled. Differently abled. Yeah. And the last, I'm the last person to be put to task for this, and I have, I obviously have made myself a target. We keep, but we, we keep moving thing. the, uh, we keep moving the goalpost, and I think we do it because it, uh, we do it for the best reasons in the world. We, 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 we are all against, as human beings, we're all against dehumanization. So the minute that you, we come up with a word that can sum up anybody. And people start to use it to refer to people, uh, like as a group, as an object. Then we start to get uncomfortable, so we move the goalpost, and we go like, "Let's let's shake things up." Give it more words. Absolutely, I'm an idiot. I thought that cripple just referred to like when you can't move. It is temporarily. Then you're crippled. That's not the problem. Differently, you're talking about fashion versus linguistics. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. The word retarded was fine for a long time. It's also technically accurate. It's just not the right one to use. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Uh, My grandma calls black people colored people. To the extent that the 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 that there is a institution, institutions move more slowly. You can't. What are you going to do? Are we going to change? the NAACP uh, it, it, it's and I don't think there's anything wrong with the word colored but like, like words take on it's just like 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 they they adhere to social customs and so my grandma looks out the window and she goes there's a colored fella on the corner and and, and they she should know better well, she, she doesn't think she's doing anything you, you wrong. call people cripples <laughs> It's it's Tell people it's, who are temporarily disabled cripple. I didn't realize this is it was my biggest thing. problem it's a cripple, with it's policing a problem, language. Is because what have we learned from fucking policing language? We keep changing our language, and we keep not changing the class system. We keep not changing the way we live our fucking life. We keep not changing the way things are. Yeah, so my but, grandma looks out the window and goes, "There's a colored guy on the corner." Oh well, let's make the word "colored" bad. That'll change my fucking grandma. No, it will. Will not change my grandma. Death will change my grandma. I think colored, colored. Let's come up with a new name for death. Let's kill your grandma. Yeah. She's a buried person. Yeah. She's. And now it's yeah. over. Problem solved. She's but nothing ki- other than that will solve the fucking problem. And nothing other than violence has ever solved any fucking problem ever. You do. You, you, you don't change shit society. behind a, a fucking curtain. He's yelling if at society. If voting was powerful, it would be illegal. Do you guys want to get the mic? If voting was powerful, it would be illegal. 
Dan. But th- that being said, That's leave me out of yeah. your evolution. I'm, I'm a millionaire, and I would really like to. I'd like to. Uh, I, 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 I have a golden doodle, and I'd like to die in peace. You just earlier tonight told a story of kicking a homeless guy out of your parking lot. Yeah. I, I felt terrible. Not terrible enough. Yeah, you, well, but yeah. that guy should have voted better, right? Right? If he had voted right, he'd be allowed to sleep in a fucking parking lot. Wrong. No, you should have stopped that happening. I couldn't fucking stop it. Yeah, you could have. You, yeah, you could have. You should have stopped it. How many fucking countries do we invade? <laughs> don't, don't, don't change the subject. We're not weird, talking about invading countries. Every four years. No. I'm going to vote this for the guy today. with the red hat. No, no, the guy with the blue hat. Meanwhile, you didn't, you didn't boom, boom, real- Middle East. Boom, 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 boom. Bombs, 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 boom. Doesn't fucking matter. It's called a fucking empire. We 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 play a game in this country. We fucking you hang out. We made, have a great time. You could have made an impact. You could have made a difference with that guy, and you didn't. Dana Carvey's really funny. I fucking love that guy. He never did anything wrong to anybody. I'm, I'm going to go home tonight brokenhearted because he's thinking about Wayne's World 2? He's a fucking hero, man. He never did anything wrong. I heard that he stopped someone getting arrested in a parking lot once. <laughs> I bet he would. I bet Dana Carvey would stop somebody. For, I, Camille, uh, yeah. how are you? What's, what's life like as a, as a handsome Pakistani heir? Pakistani air? Oh, oh, Pakistani. Oh, I thought yeah, you I like I'm an heir to something. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was gonna say handsome millionaire shit. because in my mind, you know, when you when you do a lot of stuff, you equate that with a lot of money. But that's rude. Fucking government is bullshit. It's a fucking fundamental lie. Have you ever talked to anybody whose job is to tell other people what to do? Fuck those people. They've no, they, if, like, 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 run your life through this acid test. Talk to everybody that you've ever talked to. What's your fucking job? If it's only telling other people what to do, fuck you. Fuck that person. Government's bullshit. All right. Isn't what that what you're telling? doing now, though? You're telling people... No, I'm telling them to go run and be to flip over cop cars and burn stuff. I'm saying, leave me... A, leave my mansion alone. I was on your side. I have a golden doodle, and I love him. I just, I'm 41, leave me out of it. But you're 25, burn down the fucking White House! Go do it! Set Dan, shit on fire! But leave Dan, me out of it. Leave Dan me out and of I, it. Dan and I did an improv show last night. The vibe is so different from when Dana Carvey was on stage. Yeah, it's become he's a, he's more a people yelly. pleaser. Yelling. The vibe is so different. I would put him in charge. I would Dana Carvey would be the poet laureate of the Moon Colony. I would go. I would. I would come out and I would go. No shoelaces. Dan, where is? And then this? I would go. Now the church lady. And he'd come out and go. Ah, special. <laughs> Dan, there's obviously this angry energy boiling up inside you. Do you know where that's coming from right now? Oh, is this is this couples counseling stuff? <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Camille always comes to our sessions, by the way. Yeah. I kind of I, I kind of am like the hype man for their sessions. Like I would, yeah, tell I would actually yeah, be very yeah. into that if That's right. Yeah. Tell me how you feel. Yeah. yeah. No. Emote! 
All right, what were you? Uh, uh, you were asking Kumail how his career was going. Oh there. no, you. She was, well, uh, I did ask you questions. Government. <laughs> what did the government I do? I'm very. I, I was. I was. Dan, I was wondering how Camille's travels were, and then I also asked Dan where his asked. I asked Dan where his anger was coming from. I remember that. <laughs> Dan, we, do, do, I, do, I have do, a question for Jeff. All right. If if we're, we're moving on, but if we're not, let's stay in. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I saw. I'm bringing up a different thing. I saw a Throwback Thursday picture that you posted of you at 11, the most fuckable 11 year old boy I've ever seen. You are were a gorgeous kid, and you're a gorgeous man. But like at 11, you look like that. No wonder you're going around talking to strangers. Face like a china plate. Uh, Honestly, I don't mean that in a bad way. My mom told me my my nose looked like an eggplant, and I didn't know what it was, and so she took me to the store and pointed it out. You carry the lead with your origin story. <laughs> so I don't want to talk to anybody. But you, that's a, that picture. Have you guys seen this? Hashtag fucking eyes old like child. sapphires. <laughs> it's his eye. His eyes are like sapphires. Such confidence. His cheekbones I, are like peaked, God peaked, sculpted a mountain for around. pedophiles. And uh, you peeked in that catalog. He does have amazing cheekbones. <laughs> amazing cheekbones. I mean, I don't want this to sound weird, but the way. What happened to you? What happened to you? I fell apart, man. Uh, (laughs) When I was was at that age, I was modeling. I was was in New York doing a a play. uh, The The King King, and I? The King and I. You were also modeling? I didn't know this. What are boy modeling poses? But that picture was... And was it private? (laughs) He's doing it right now. All right, Dan is... (laughs) Jeff is doing a cheer. But this picture was modeling, right? This was like a catalog? It was a a centerfold of uh, New New York Times magazine. You're for sure smizing. Smizing? You're smizing. Uh, smiling with your eyes. You're smizing. And you're also you're, you're looking right you're now. looking through the in your smizing. I think but, the very special thing about your child photography photos is that they are very sexual because it looks like you're looking through the camera and you're like yeah definitely I, sexual. No, I, I was go te- for it. Definitely. Like there's some kind of like super sexual that. child. You're yeah. Very yeah. Sexual. The answer is no, but talk to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a terrible thing to say. I, You're an adult now, so it feels okay. okay. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna You're post, asking for it as well. I'm, I'm gonna post a couple other photos, like uh, on coming, uh, upcoming uh, Thursdays. I'm coming. <laughs> Spencer, Spencer, please don't come on 11-year-old me. I do think that when Spencer comes, that's how it sounds. I, I'm coming. All right. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, uh, that after, happens. After Spencer has sex with a woman, he says... That happened. That happened. <laughs> that happened. And, well, and then he goes to the fridge. Yeah, it's just it's uh, weird because... A it's critical utter, hit. Other than that, it's utter, utter silence. It's just... That happened. <laughs> I'm coming. Well, also... That happened. Maybe, maybe also when the girl does something a little inventive, you're like, eh... And you do some sort of action with your hands, which yeah. symbolizes rolling a dice, and you're like, yeah, okay. Not effective. <laughs> and when she's like, my parents are coming, you're like, you're metagaming right now. You're meta coming. If, she if, says, if, if I did this, would you like it? And he goes like, yeah, no. 
metagaming. <laughs> All right. Well, enough, enough Guys, this about cool Spencer has a coming out. When I, say, not I, when I uh, some of the times when I was just had you already had sex at that age? No, I I, I lost my virginity at twenty four years old. I was twenty four. I was twenty four. Nerd alert! That's not true. What? You mean like? But did you leave, lose it to 20 showgirls? Like, what do you yeah. mean? Are you talking Wait, about anal Jeff. sex? What do you mean? <laughs> what I, do you mean? Okay, I, I, I had never put my penis inside a woman until I was 24 years old. Why? Huh? Huh? Why? Why? Not that that's a bad thing. It's surprising just because he's a ca- I, Casanova. I was a late bloomer. I, 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 but no, we saw you as an 11-year-old. <laughs> I... I look at that picture of you at eight and I'm like, I want to sit on that eight-year-old's face. Um, well, right. but, 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 no, it's it's true. I felt the same way. Okay. We've all... Jeff's sexuality at eight surpasses sexuality. It's a... Uh, I, I just... I bet if, yeah, if that happened, the judge would be like, I kind of see that. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I... I I, 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 and I see the victim in my chambers. <laughs> I, I, and, and could he please wear that windbreaker? Also, hashtag rape culture. Yay, Harmontown. Good night. I, uh, um, I'm very glad you weren't when, raped. When I, when I was thinking, uh, I, I feel raped right now. Uh, when, when I was four years old... Well, uh, you maybe, asked for it. Maybe... maybe uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't have worn those eyelashes if I. Uh, uh, I, I, I was just. Yeah, the eyelashes. I eyelash, talked about the, the eyelashes. eyelashes. By, by a round of applause, oh. who has seen Jeff Davis at eight years old? I mean, Jeff. He's eleven. Eleven was. This was eleven. The picture yeah. I saw was eleven. Oh, so it's. But fun. I mean, do you hear? Do you hear that applause? Who here? And be honest, who has seen uh, Dan Harmon at eight years old? I mean, there's a reason. I there's a, a reason. I wasn't an actor. I wasn't a... Yeah, and ten years after that, he was asking his mom if he was handsome. <laughs> when, I, when I was four, I, I think I was not even quite, not quite four, like maybe, maybe like almost four, uh, when I went to uh, preschool, and the first day of preschool... Uh, it's the first time as a, as, a, as a human being I was around other kids that you didn't know. You went to a building, there was other kids. Sure. And I remember it very vividly. And when, when the class was over, we took na- naps and we drew on chalkboards. <laughs> and, we did and then when it was over, we all ran out. And, or, on, like, when, the, when, the, when the day was over, all the parents were outside. And there was a big like, grass lawn. And all the kids, we all ran out like bats coming out of a cave. Because we, so, we were so wound up from being around other, other human beings our age. You had to have a popsicle. And I, I ran around in a circle. And I ran Take up to this girl. Gross. That's disgusting. I ran up to uh, this uh, girl, Patri- Patria Beth Hayes. And she was a little, little blonde girl, four years old. I just went up to her and I just fucking Clark Gabled her. Grabbed her by the back of the head. Leaned her over and kissed her. <laughs> like Gone with the Wind style. And then pushed her down in the grass and ran off. <laughs> And that's kind of been my MO since then. That's been. That's your dating history. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. That's, that's definitely that's, not romantic. That's so you, you, you can insert 20 years between the kissing and the pushing down, but that's basically what we're all doing. Yeah. I, 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 got, uh, I, got, I got a big laugh out of the adults. And then, like, when The King and I started, when I was nine, when I, when I got into The King and I. You've been doing that for years, you did that? I did it for, from nine through 11. Uh, like, age nine and with clothes, I was 11 years old. And uh, 
I, I did it at the Pantages here in L.A. when I was nine. And there were seven girls that were uh, the, the, the kids in the show, like the, the seven like, like Asian girls that were the king's daughters. And there were seven Asian boys that were the king's sons. And then we went on tour. Wait, For, where did you fall into that? Um, I was, he was an Asian kid. There's, 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 there, there's one white kid in The King and I, the, the son of Anna. Oh, uh, you're the one white kid too, huh? <laughs> Everything's no. so easy for Jeff. Did you feel that? Did I, you know I, you were the only white I, kid? Was no, that no, no you're, you're a kid and uh, we, uh, we, we weren't racist. Uh, I, when I was, uh, there was also my understudy was white and I went through seven understudies in that year and a half because it was hard to keep a kid uh, to be like the white kid that had to put on really bad Asian makeup every every night. Like they they made him look orange, really, and then like, like, like slanty eye makeup and shit. It was really shitty. What? Wait, 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 wait! Don't move on from this. We're still here. Yeah. So, but you were playing a white kid. Yes. But your understudy had to play an Asian kid. Why? Because they had a free kid on the set. Oh, they so they would just oh, be like, all right, so he They're could like, be anybody. They're like, we got the Rick, yeah. Ricky, Mickey Rooney. Uh, and, and also, he, the, the makeup, yeah, the, the, there was no making any of these these, these kids Did look. you have to be white for a narrative reason? or the, yeah. the, the story of The King and I is a is a British woman goes to Siam, uh, what is now Thailand, to instruct the King of Siam uh, in like modern, like Western ways. And right. so they, it's and, like and Apocalypse ha- Now, the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like it's like the boring uh, dinner scene in Apocalypse Now. Like if you just took the shitty parts <laughs> the, of Apocalypse the, in now. Redux, yeah. There's but, a teacher. So, so we would go from town to town, and, we, and the kids would range from like six and seven years old up to thirteen. And so we traveled with seven uh, kids, uh, and we would go to a town to be seven new girls every city we went. Were to. any of them crippled? Huh? <laughs> Don't derail. So we go to town. And so the girls wouldn't travel with you, but the boys would? Well, no, Don't no, derail. No, I'm asking. You are not allowed to tell people to Stop do something derailing. you do constantly. I'm the derail master. Seven kids traveled. Three of them were boys. Four of them were girls. And then we would get like 14 new kids, half of which were, you know, like okay, boys sure. and girls. So we would ha- I would have a dressing room. And there would be little girls, and we would just play truth or dare. We invented the game. No one had taught us this. We invented, invented the game. Jeff, you did not invent invented it. the no. game. In your head, your life this is makes for- sense. Yeah, you think you're Forrest Gump. No, but, but, no, but here's the thing. And then the world said thank you we, we for the game. No, no, nobody, nobody taught us how to play truth or dare, but we played a game that is absolutely truth or dare without anyone having taught us. Do <laughs> you feel like hey, you invented on. that game? Uh, well, for us, we did because we didn't. Have, it was not. That's fine. It was not, but for the world, so you, so you guys called it Deeble or Durble. <laughs> Aaron, a guy's walking out on crutches. You want to say anything? Uh, why so crippled? <laughs> you, you're good. Like you do what you want, man. You don't. Are, have you, to are stay you going here. to the bathroom? He's gonna get some chips. You. You hurt your leg. Can I guess you hurt your leg skateboarding? Uh, I ran into a stair. You ran into a stair. So he's a cripple. Because it's a temporary thing. We really have no, to we get that. No, we get that. Aaron, that's not how it works at all. I am, uh, that's not how it works. All right, hang on. So, so, so look, I, I want to go back to this. I was talking to Someone somebody. Get this guy. I, I was I, talking I, to somebody I else. I take that back. I don't, don't so, want to be the person behind that right, fight. Jeff, no, Jeff, Jeff, come on. Jeff's talking about fucking four-year-olds. As, as, as a kid, we, we would make out. Now, I made. I was a kissing bandit all throughout my life. I kissed everybody. I was like, like, and then I just never had sex until I was 24. However, when I was four years old in preschool, um, All right, take it easy. <laughs> so, so he got the chips that he said he was going to get, and now he's opening them. And well, it's expected. It's I so think. loud. Where did he, first of all, how did he get the chips so fast? He's crippled. Yeah. 
No, Summer don't call him. Don't call him. Christmas. Those are the that's loudest chips I've ever no, heard. That's an antiquated. Yeah, you're phone. like surprised. There's, 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 a, there's a line for there's a line Never for chips is. for just for handicapped people. It's way closer. <laughs> Did, did the so, mic? Did the mic pick that I up? Those are I've the loudest. I never said chips. that out loud. I thought that that was just Jeff. I'm so sorry. Please sorry. continue the story. You just interrupted the thing for the thing. It's chips. This jalapeno. Kid. Yeah, those are the best. Wait, jalapeno? No more for this kid. This, this kid. This kid. He lived his life. You he hurt his into, leg. You ran he into opened into chips loudly. You ran into a stair. That, that's no what someone says when, they, for him. when, they, when they've been abused. Someone says, oh, I, I, "I fell into a door." <laughs> You ran into a stair? What kind of bullshit story is that? I don't think abusers hit people's feet. You know? I oh, were probably Wait, did you good. think that you didn't think the stair was there and you're like, this is just a hallway? I mean, you thought it was a hallway and you just ran into the hallway and then you're like, oh no, this goes up. Like what? It was like Looney Tunes. Someone drew floor on the stairs <laughs> and he just ran yeah. into it. Really, when you say I ran into a stair, that's not acceptable information. <laughs> I'm sure the doctor was like, mm, all right, I think it's go. fine. Otherwise, next week, there's going to be eight people with crutches opening chip bags really loudly, and they're going to be like, What about me? Can I be famous? I don't think that will um, happen. Okay, so so you were you were, you invented truth or dare? No, you no, were no, kissing girls. We, 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 uh, my, my friend, uh, my the guy that played the prince, the uh, the Asian. There's two kid leads in the King and I. Oh, uh, uh, Jesus Christ! He's eating them loud too. Did you hear? Did you hear that fucking crunch? Dan, you're not allowed to dr- to say we can't no, talk wait, about it anymore. It's not and my then fault. Bring your it's back. not my fault. You're a fucking. Monster. Did you hear the fucking? Crunch? Crunch on this guy? Yes. Is there a mic on him? It's like a Pringles commercial. It's so loud. What flavor is that? They're jalapeno. It's so loud. I don't want to derail the whole thing, but this, on a this, this man with the crutches looks like he was a very handsome child. It's a, he, he still is. He still is a handsome child. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a handsome child. <laughs> So guys, no. Uh, just uh, all right. Everybody, be quiet and just eat one more chip. Just be, be, everybody, be dead quiet. To, shh. That's fucking loud. They're potato chips. Can you hear that in America? In the podcast audience? Yeah. He has a. Uh, do you have an was, amplifier in your mouth? What's going on? Your I'm mouth assuming... is the perfect shape for projecting sound. Out. He's a he's a he's a foley artist. So it's like amazing. Yeah, he's a foley artist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so no, I want to go back to this. Okay, so right, truth or right, dare? Jeff. You've invented truth no, no, or dare? Well, well, my friend Doug, the, the, the other kid, not uh, he, he. He also fucking Doug Clay, that guy. He was so great. He was like, I was eleven. He was thirteen, and he uh, he would he jerked off in front of us. Nice. <laughs> great story. All right, let's do D and D. All right. Well, thanks for coming tonight, folks. I uh, hope you enjoyed Jenna Carvey. Okay, but we were we were kids. Uh, uh, but hang on. So when, when I was four, when I was four years old. Also, no, no, no. Finish the jerk off story. Hang on, no, no. That, that's that's the Wait, beginning. How of old were you? <laughs> I was eleven. He's just talked about this before. Hang on. Early, yeah. When I was nine, he ten, and eleven years old, we would be we had dressing rooms, and we would all the, the, the way the truth or dare started was, um, I I had like a halls like mental you were like what room. shall we do with our time? <laughs> I had, I've got an idea. <laughs> I, I, I had a cough drop. We just knew there, there were boys and there were girls. And then we all knew. We didn't know what was going on. We just knew that something must happen. There was. There, there That's was what thing. I said. Yeah. So something's I would, gotta give. I would take a cough drop, and Kathy or or Yvette, the girls that were in the show, and they, 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 they were nine years old like I was, 
and then, then we, we, would, we would lay on top of each other and then we would pass a cough drop from one mouth to the other. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's what sexy, you... except these names are like from a math textbook. So, <laughs> the, uh, you don't know any of that's really, but you read that I mean, uh, uh, has an idea about the How about Patria? Patria Beth was a fucking great name. Uh, but Yvette was, oh my God, so so cute. Oh, she could suck so, a cough drop. <laughs> she could suck a menthol off a lozenge. Uh, so, uh, so our our tutor, our tutor, who was this very beautiful uh, woman named uh, Bridget, uh, she told our parents, "We have to give these kids sex education." We're, we were all like the average age was nine years old. So you guys are just going around laying we're, on each other. They, they kept walking into a room and we would just be <laughs> yeah, we would just like, be on top of each other making out. Yeah, it's like frog DNA. Like they they found a way. Yeah. <laughs> so, we didn't tell them. So we had to get sex ed. We didn't we didn't know what sex was. But then later on, when we were like in Washington D.C. Like was, the tour was kind of ending when I was about eleven. We found a bunch of porn mags at, under a bed in a hotel room. And we were like, oh, fuck. Like, like, Shit, like, we've been doing this wrong the whole time. <laughs> also, Cough drops. We have tiny dicks. Yeah. Uh, but, so, as a kid, like, no one instructs you how to play truth or death. So then we would dare people to do stuff. That was, I, think, I think it's an organic thing that, that, that children create on their own without any instruction. When I was four years old, um, we played doctor, and I. Jesus guess what? Christ. I was. I, uh, someone is a big fan of four-year-olds. I was laughing hysterically. In the I, I was not I, in that. Come on. We, we, the, the, our teacher, Mrs. Newhouse, would leave the, uh, the 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 preschool room, and there she had a giant oak desk, and we, yeah, I, I, I would take like I am I am me and Jeffrey and Craig. We would take a girl, and everybody would watch. It was all around, and she would take her clothes off. What? She, she'd take her clothes off. Everyone and, and, would and, watch. And, and she would take her clothes. You, and were, we, and, and you we, guys are four. And we played doctor. So everybody was watching around, and there, there were there were nurses, and there were other doctors. And so the girl would take her take her clothes off, and I would I would touch her boobs, and I would touch her pussy, and I would touch everything. And go, does, does it hurt here? I, and I was the doctor. We were four. Uh, when you say I would four. touch her pussy. <laughs> yeah, these are all doctor terms. I, was, I mean, do you. <laughs> Playing doctor. He's when playing doctor. Uh, He's not uh, nearly old enough to be a doctor. When you would touch what the medical community but, refers to as a pussy. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Did it, was it like a? Like what? Or was it a? Or was it a? Did you push it? Did you put your hand and then push pressure? Like when they check for the gallbladder? Like I would say. I would. I would like touch your stomach and go. Does it hurt here? We're playing because we at four years old. Does it hurt here? Shut the fuck up! Let me finish the story. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's not a long story. If I can just be a naked girl, and I would go, does it hurt here? Does it just, we just lightly touch people. And, and it wasn't sexy. We just knew that there was boys and girls were different and were just old enough to recognize those differences. So we invented, for, our, for us, playing doctor. Wait, uh, that's, that's a thing that kids do. That's like two games right. now. Well, I can understand. <laughs> what, uh, I invented Four Corners. I don't know if you've all played that. What's, I don't know Four Corners. I was the first one to say, see you later, alligator. <laughs> My brother told me he invented peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> he told me he fucking invented it. And I knew he was lying. And had no choice. And then after I mastered peanut butter, I moved on to fruits. Yeah. So, so the teacher would walk back in the room and there would be Gloria naked under the desk and me and Jeffrey, Kim and Craig were just like... like, were like, just like was oh. it always Gloria or different ones? It was different every time. Oh. Fuck you. Fuck so, you. Fuck you. No, no, no. Uh, what, not, not Fuck Jeff, but like no, you, fuck him. He got more fucking no, trim Jeff, in Jeff, no, third grade. What the fuck is it? Nineteen sixty-nine. He said trim. trim. That erases me saying 
cripple. Um, trim. Joking. I'm trim. You, I... Really? You guys are going to boo the use of the word trim? Well, it's not a desirable no. at that what, age. What, what is it? What is a four-year-old? You can't call it trim. Really. Jeff, Jeff, this, this may be... <laughs> All right, you, you okay. can, but Jeff, you can pass on this question, but you we said you lost you. your virginity at 24. Yes. We're hearing about all these sexual experiences that, that you had, and you don't have to answer this, but like, do you... In like in a in a few sentences, could you quantify why maybe you lost your virginity at twenty four? Because obviously, well, you're a very sexy man. Not, um, yes, I, I can't. That was a tepid response. Yeah, really. It was a little late. I think it was a, it was a late. response to me, not to Jeff. But I, I look back on those on, on like junior high and high school as times when if I knew what was going on and if I could have read. Uh, the signal. You were too busy inventing games. Well, you were. Cri- <laughs> weren't you? You were Christian. Weren't you Christian older? It, it, so, so first it was me being like late bloomer and being terrified of girls. And also, uh, I, there was a girl I dated when I was a sophomore in high school. No, I was a freshman. She was a sophomore. You fuck you. No. That's what I'm uh, saying. And everyone booed me because I used the wrong word. But fuck yeah, him. you said trim to refer to a four-year-old. They should. Exactly. Do. All right. Okay. I misstepped. I made a misstep. But I'm still a good guy. Yeah, you're a, you're a good guy. It was it's just... getting more action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you're... word action. No, the, we're all I, on your side. I never, I, I never kissed her. Her name was Ursula. Oh, by the way, I, she you was, just did it in math textbooks. Yeah, she, she was a cheerleader yeah. and she was very beautiful. She and had I, five and I was, apples. I was terrified of her. <laughs> I, math, math textbook Joe. Yeah. I, I, I never. She also wanted to know never, how long a train would take to get. There. <laughs> we we never even kissed. I had girlfriends that I never kissed because I thought. And so, uh, my my brother's friends who were two years older than me, uh, said uh, than I said. Uh, uh, it was this guy? What was his name? Fucking asshole! Really tall. It was probably uh, Jamal. His, his name was Kevin. Uh, okay, or Kevin's I, I, also a text. He, he, he comes up and he goes. Like, he's like, so you 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 fucking Ursula? I'm like. No, sir. Like, like, like the very idea. Like, like, like that, I, I thought that to have sex with girls would, would be the, the highest insult. That they wouldn't want it. They, like, they, 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 it's only I oh, thought as yeah. a kid. That's only something that guys wanted to do to girls. And girls are like, no. And they're like, 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 like that's really rude. Like, no. Uh, so I was, I was yeah. a really, really late rude. Lover. Then in college, I, I can't want, think of anything ruder you could do to. It a girl. Ru- it's rude to have sex with a woman. It is rude. Yeah. yeah. I apologize every time. <laughs> I, it's really, it, it really is. It's like it's that's rude. So sorry. That, <laughs> that shouldn't happen. I, do, oh, yeah, every time I go like, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you and sorry. <laughs> I absolutely do feel that way. Yeah. I, get, I, get, I, get, I get done and I go, thank you. Sorry, sorry about that. But, but then, yeah, I bow a, out and I walk backwards out of the room. I go and get a but towel. There, there's a the visualization room. of your animal. <laughs> Person. I'm so sorry. Uh, it's, it's, we're ashamed of ourselves. Wait, wait, wait but, but then, then I went through an, uh, like a born again How long did phase. you date Ursula? Like for 45 minutes. Like, oh. like, like, like no time at all. Oh, did she steal your voice? Is there, there's no clock behind you. Uh, what, ch- what time is it? 9.40? Okay, we're overdue for D&D. We're going to start oh. D&D. Uh, sorry. Thank you for all of that. This show brought to you by four-year-old Trim. <laughs> I'm sorry I used the word trim. It's a gross word. Trim. I'm sorry. Trim. No, I'm sorry I used the word. <laughs> I, and I want to apologize on part of Kamel for using the C word. I didn't use uh, the C I, Colored? Well, Colored? We'll see. Oh, <laughs> Colored. My bit was that you said that word. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh. 
There's a Tylenol of codeine. I oh, don't, that's, that just got <laughs> mixed in it. there. It did. But Spencer announced that he would never return at the last in the last session, right? Well, I he disappeared. Uh, he used his amulet also, of let's shadow. Let's hear it for Spencer as Tylenol with codeine in the last episode. It's amazing. That was good. The best thing ever. All right. Thank you. Give me some, give me, give me some quirks. So and, you were uh, like, uh, I don't want to get into it. You were born again for how long? Just real quick, just tell me the year and we won't talk about three, it. Three, four years. Like, oh, okay. and, in uh, your teen years? And it's, so then I was like, then was I was like, was your family st- into it? I, I had never had sex, so I became abstinent, but I, I, I was abstaining from something that I accidentally abstained from a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then uh, I would date girls and they were like, you really like foreplay. I was like, oh, that's, that's all you're going to get? <laughs> <laughs> so says Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus oh, says man. dry humping is okay. I was I was abstinent and in a similar program called True Love Waits, and uh, my excuse I, I never did what? any for True Love Waits. You were in a thing called True Love Waits. Yeah, like, like, and look like what she waited for. <laughs> Amazing. God must be so happy. The program, true love the program's true love not called uh, True Love Waiting pays off. <laughs> yeah, True Love should have waited a little bit longer. Yeah, True Love, True Love could have held out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, Spencer, would you take us away? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, boy. <laughs> when we last met, our heroes had just fended off flaming goblins and gem bugs in the purple canyons. After looting a power stone, the robot baby was activated, who the game gang dubbed Logi due to its damaged logic core. The baby spoke of a place that it was designed to locate, although it was not designed to locate it very effectively. And the damaged logic core prevented it from recalling what or where it was looking for, but as they spoke, Sharpie smelled a funky sack and realized his bag was ablaze. He emptied its contents, a flaming goblin named Justin, and after some interrogation determined that the robot's power core was from the Air City, home of technological wonders and flying machines. The gang was unsure of how to proceed, but... But Justin suggested they get some arrowhawks. Then Tylenol with codeine piped up and disappeared right afterwards. So it was off to Rosebrook, a nearby village susceptible to pillage to plan their next move. But could our heroes truly reach the Air City? Where was the said city? The Air City! And what dangers might Rosebrook hold? And what of the robot baby? Find out now on an all-new Harmontown Time. That's good shit, Spencer. So I know that was very good. It occurred to me while I was writing it that it's very hard to summarize all the weird shit that happened. Yeah. Well, we the don't last usually episode. listen. So what? Oh, what, what, I know. I mean, it's not for you guys. It's for. I don't know who it's for, to be honest. Yeah, because they could rewind and listen to it. Oh, no, they know what's going on. Yeah. Chances are, I mean, they know so much better than us. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, why don't you use the rope you're holding? <laughs> I feel like, like I just... I'm not holding a rope. I'm drunk. Okay, so the, 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 yeah, and you the, should the, listen to it. The town is called Rose Book? Rose Brook. Yeah, I think I called it Rose Book. Let's just call it Rose Book in the okay, last episode. So are, are, we, are we in a Rose Book or are we, are we on our way to Rose you're Book? You're on the way to Rose Book. Well, we, we got like outside it. Yeah, right? there's or, this. The, you saw the city. Uh, you could see it. You can yeah. see it far yeah, off. You're right by a town that says Rosebook. Because the, the baby's the... walking with us. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he walks by himself. Well, I don't know. I think someone was carrying him. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll carry him. Oh, oh I have the I have the baby. 
I think my is my mic working still? Yeah. I, yeah. What? Okay. I just sounded different. Yeah, it did for a bit. <laughs> huh? It did for a bit. It's good now. Okay. Um, oh, that. What oh. is happening? Yeah. Um, You're trying to solve the problem. You... I have the baby. The baby's mine. <laughs> what, what? Pardon. T- t- um, Tenacious D was here. Yeah. The fucking soupy just sales came sick. out. What? Yeah. <laughs> soupy sales. Uh, <laughs> Did Dean get, Martin did yeah. a diddy. We had uh, you weren't here. You you slept in. I did. I had, I had, a, I had a great nap. All right. So you're carrying the baby. I'm going to yeah. walk alongside you in case you get tired. Okay. For give, her, sure. give her the baby, Krista Berg. She wants to hold the baby. And we're I mean, of, you and I are of the same mindset. Krista Berg, if you baby. and I could have an aside. Sure. Shit. Um, I up until this point have been chaotic. Good has been my. Scooby-Doo? Mantra? Uh, affiliation? My oh, alignment. Alignment. Scooby-Doo. Also known as Scooby-Doo. I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling chaotic bad. Oh. oh, then you don't... I'm not going to give you the baby. No, no, no. I don't want to hurt the baby. I just want to be selfish and do things this that is, are... These are not good arguments to okay. get the baby. Well... <laughs> I'm watching this conversation no, you're not. from a bush and yeah, I'm jerking yeah. off. <laughs> okay? Like, that's uh, what you want? Like that's what, what I'm going to do. Like maybe, what I, off. maybe I said this incorrectly. What I'm trying to say is I know that you've uh, gotten a lot of flack uh, for the baby. Uh, for wanting to get the baby. Uh, He's jacking off like one of Jeff's 13-year-old friends. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying that I, I am on your side when it comes to wanting Great. to take care of right. the baby. All right. Well, let's, let's, uh, you're in a trial period. I'm going to have the baby, but we'll see. And if you're okay. Do you hear something? No, right? Okay. I mean, it sounds like a trash can moving around. Okay. Right? So you, uh, you can be, you can, uh, if you're good, I'll let you have the Someone's baby. making but, jello. But, yeah. Wait. <laughs> I definitely hear something. How does making jello sound? I think someone's making jello in a trash can and I'm they're gonna, moving it around. It just but sounds it like it, but it, and it smells good to them. They're making it and they like the smell of the thing that they're making and they're moving around the trash can. What I'm is gonna make jello? <laughs> I'm gonna go investigate this bush. It just it's moving it away. I run away. I run to a different bush. I run to a different bush. It's okay. The bush is empty. We're fine. All right. We're All right, fine. well, understand. I just wait. Wanted, Spe- 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 Spencer, you know, Spencer roll your... dice on that. What, what, what did the dice say on that move? Um, well, yeah, I did roll the dice. I did. What happened? He didn't hide very well. He, he was right in that same bush. <laughs> Critical fail. What the fuck, Sharpie? Why, what are you? What? What part of that were you jerking off? What's were going you jerking on? Off about the baby? I'm making Jello. What's happening? Wait, who's that? Oh, hey. Who? What's this guy doing in the bush? He was uh, jerking off while we were talking about who should take care of the baby. Is that normal? No. Oh, good. Oh, you're the baby? Yep. <laughs> baby. I'm sorry, baby. This is not about you. Baby, what's your, baby, what's your name? You guys called me Lodgy. 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 Baby, is that the only voice you have? It sure is. It's one of my main voices. Uh, All right, Lodgy, we're fine. Uh, sorry, he was making gel. Stop uh, it! Uh, sorry. We're looking at you. I jerk off during plot points. That's my fetish. I get turned on by plot points. When the story changes direction. That sucks. That's the only thing that can make me come. That sucks. When we need, when we need you most is you're jerking off. That's why. Uh, that's what turns me on about it. Well, also, also weird because that wasn't a plot point. 
Yeah, really? it was yeah. more characterization Wait, what? What's of not a plot point? It wasn't a plot point, it was just character development. The only plot point. Are you, are you guys confronting me about a thing that, that, that uh, in a big way, that, that for the first time? Because I'm going to come in my fucking pants. All right, all right, all right, nope. I'm no, because, say, because that's what it's all about I'm for me. A, you're creating plot points by jerking off, and then the plot point is you jerking off. So. I'm, I'm I into thresholds. I, I walk up and go, guys, it seems like we're really crossing some weird threshold here. <laughs> no! Fucking, it, no, no, don't, uh, use, don't uh, use that word. <laughs> I'm, I can finish. I don't no. care. Okay. I, it's not, it wasn't meant to be the big deal. You guys are talking um, about the baby. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of this. Okay, great. Well, let's, it seems uh, like you very much want to. No, be a no, part no, no. Oh, I'm gonna not, go. Is there a beach nearby? Uh, no. All right, let's go find a beach. <laughs> let's go to the. There's let's go no, to the village. Okay, I start no. masturbating at the idea of them going to a village. Uh, I I need to. Sorry, this is just me, Spencer. What? Making Jello. You just stir a fluid in a bowl. It sounds like uh, a yeah. metal spoon hitting yes, another yes, metal. Yes, exactly. Uh, and th- think about that noise. That sounds nothing <laughs> like... You are not intimate with Dan Herman. Wait. Oh, okay, sure. It's all She's metal. Right. This is a specific detail. Wait, what is right. the noise? It's all metal spoons down there. She's right. <laughs> it sounds like stirring up g- gelatinous fluid. It's like, yeah, yeah. With an Let's, occasional garbage can moving. Like, not like, uh, everyone's jealousy getting in the way of... Uh, right. I, I take back that I was masturbating. I'm sorry. I want, I want Spencer to take, take Let, control. All right. Let's go into the place. The, the Rose Book. Rose Book. Oh, right. Uh, so you're heading towards Rose Book and you can see... Uh, you no! Can, there's nothing important that. here. Don't oh, worry about sorry. it. Nothing's going to happen. Like a no, no, no. Nothing's <laughs> happening. You can see the happy... Nothing's ha- happening. Lo- the stakes are low. You can see the happy little village. Oh, great. It's happy and little, but on the path before you, you see it looks like a stopped uh, horse and carriage surrounded by uh, green-skinned men. On the top of the carriage, there's a little... He must be a gnome or halfling standing on top of it. like uh, He's swinging a sack like a weapon. Is he? Is his expression friendly? Uh, you, he's he's back as towards. These guys are. It seems like these guys are robbing. So we should, I think, run up and disrupt this and help the poor man who's being attacked by the green-skinned men, right? Yeah. Don't you guys? All right, so? yeah, yeah. Christopher, you're 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 sneaky. Uh, um, I'll go out and cause a diversion. You sneak up and flank uh, flank the guy swinging the sack. One go. guy can't flank. No, no, no. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go up and get his attention. You flank him around the side. I, I'll flank the other side. And then what do I do? Um, we'll take it from there. We'll okay, take it from all right. There. We'll what fall- is Lodge going to do? Lodgy's with me. Lodgy's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about Lodgy. I hope I get kicked. <laughs> he helped, what did he say? What did he say? Shit, we've... Uh, don't worry say? about that. Uh, Lodgy, what did you say? I hope Nothing. I get kicked. No. You hope you why, get kicked? Lodgy, why do you hope you get kicked? Oh, just things that happened in the past. Yeah, he, he, Jesus Christ, it's fucking horrible. He, no, no, Wait, no, no, we no, have no. to fix this. That's fine, that's fine. Let's, let's fix that. No, then we'll, Lodgy's no, no. fine. He's a baby, he hopes he gets kicked. No, no, kicked. no, he'll so fuck You're not helping Lodgy, you're jerking off in the corner. It's not... I wasn't jerking off to the kid. I was jerking off to the idea that we, I mean, something not, new was happening. All right. The kids you don't another get to high us all of a sudden after jerking off in a bush. I go up. I go up. I, I go up to the, uh, to, to the to the to the left side of this. Uh, is it like a, like a like a coach kind of thing? Like I go yeah, to the right, yeah, like a stagecoach. I'm imagining. A so I run up and go like, what what goes? Um, you see, you see six orcs. They're they're menacing a guy stand, the little gnome man standing atop his carriage. 
He's like, ah, ah. I'm sorry, did you say a tapas carriage? Like a, a carriage of small plates? He's a top. The a top. Oh, I see. That makes yeah. a lot more sense no, than no, what I, I envisioned. I okay. was mumbling. No, I'm sorry. I'm a real mumble. Krista Berg, it looks like this. Uh, the, the orcs are attacking this. Uh, this yeah, this, we this. should. We should. I could have told you that. I say. Uh, Is that? I, I, I say to the orcs, hey, assholes, uh, you want to fuck with somebody? Pick on somebody his own size, and I'm also short. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and I and I have the baby, which is also about your size. Right. Like, yeah. You, you you emerge. Huh? Yeah. Where are you? Yeah, in this? I come out too. <laughs> I, I also emerge and I say I know the recipe for your deaths. <laughs> okay. I'm, that, uh, yep. I'm gonna, can I hide? I mean, I uh, where, where's I? I, I Wait, are you gonna jerk off? You're gonna, gonna hide? hide? No, I'm done jerking off. I want to hide in a bush. Why are you hiding in a bush? I hide. We, we've 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 made our play. There's a bunch of orcs attacking a all little right, guy. Fine. Okay. All right. I'm all blustery. I go. Hey, hey, what do you guys want? Your asses kicked or what? Yeah. I know you're in your fine. refractory period, fine. but try to pull yourself together. Uh, I don't think he ever came. All right. I, d- I can't. I can't. Okay, buddy. I'm sorry. He has no So the biggest orcs, or the biggest of the orcs, he raises a large golden, what is it? An axe. Large golden axe above his head and brings it down to the floor and his orcs charge. What? See, you guys need to fucking learn how to approach a city. I <laughs> you fucking the, the like, you jer- come jerker. up to the door and you go, Dan. Can we come in, Sharpie? Like, I don't. You don't need. You this can't is, give us notes right like, now. Like you, you, you walk into a town and maybe there's gonna be bad guys. Like as you walk in. So you, on the off chance that there's gonna be bad guys, you just roll up and go, "Fuck your mother! Fuck everybody! No. Fuck everything!" Um, uh, I didn't. I, I just said, "Hey, what goes?" And they started attacking me. No, that, that's not what happened. Don't, yes, don't revise is. history. That's exactly what happened. We rolled up and we were pricks to them, and they're no. attacking us. I I'm gonna said, kill them. I'm gonna kill them all. I, I said, I'm "What do it goes?" Sarcastically. I was just trying to. I saw I saw a little halfling gnome guy and I thought shit he's in trouble and I went yeah. wait what's up, what's happening yeah now they're now they're charging right, us so get in the get in the fight or get out I'm, you just I'm in the s- fight you, you call me Skenser <laughs> Skenser I mean I'm fine with it I like that better um can I can I produce my whisper bow yeah okay and I'm going to fire that at uh, the the head of orc. Yeah, I think no, go I for don't. the minions first, right? They'll die easier. Should I, should I hit the minions or the yeah, main hit guy whatever's first? closest to you? I would say. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire at the minion that's close to me, closest to me. All right, unbelievable. <laughs> you blast an arrow from your bow. You blast two arrows from your bow. The first one smashes him in the face, dealing six damage. We yeah. just got here. We just got to this city. Sharpie, uh, it's, too, it's too late. The fight, the or- the fight is happening. It's too late. Which it's just too it's too early. What are you even we just doing? got here. You were doing. Start start jerking off again. That's what you love. The going to bush that orc that you hit in the face it dies, causing your second arrow to miss. All right. Nice. I say under my breath, adventure. <laughs> A feeling that I've forgotten over this. Someone else go. Voyage. I'll have my ribbon dagger, and I go for the next closest. Ribbon or dagger. Ribbon dagger. A ribbon dagger. <laughs> like, I'm uh, mishearing everything, and I'm envisioning things. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> so you heard a ribbon. I'll have the Monte Cristo sword and the. Uh... I love rubens, sauerkraut, and Thousand Islands. We just we we're not even in the city yet. We're gonna. That's we're, true. We're gonna, 
Stop complaining. To get in the city, there's bad guys. We're gonna fucking we're gonna loot these people. They're gonna have money. <laughs> Why is your you're fucking raging about the government and jerking off on a bush like like you? Yeah. When did you lose your nerve, Sharpie? Okay. Eight cities ago, I lost my nerve. Kill yourself. So Kill me. So I'm yeah, and you know I might do that. Ooh, I might, I my character might go off and kill himself. What do you think about that? I think that's. I don't think you have the guts. <laughs> I dare you to go. I dare you to go kill yourself. I'll I'll, I'll roll the dice for you. The only way you this can win is by killing yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's better than there being a problem with everything that's happening at every turn. Do you, do you, you, you guys don't... You guys We're don't. being attacked by orcs right now. We're can, being can attacked we... by... The, we, we came up to the city. Am I so drunk that I don't understand this? I think maybe. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Wait, the answer is yes. Spencer, like, I, it's Camille's move, right? You're still delivering Camille's damage. We walked up. There was right? a guy being attacked. I, I, Camille okay, so and I decided is, to go this, help. There was Camille's, absolutely no Camille's need move. to attack the I was, we're not, we, we didn't attack shit. We walked up and got in a flanking position and said, what the fuck is happening? And they started attacking us. That's what happened. It's true. Also, you jerked off. Spencer, really? Really? I don't, well, well, what do you think happened, Dan? There, 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 there wasn't a non-conflict resolution to this encounter. No, so, no, don't. don't. What, what do you think is happening right now in the game? We came up to a city, uh-huh. a brand new city. Yes. And we started attacking them. That's no, what I think happened. We did not. That's not what happened. All right, this is out of turn. Well, but we should I tell produced... them what happened, Wait, I already right? Have my... it, if we're going to delve into it, we walked up. We, we, Camille... we walked up. There was a stagecoach with a guy like, like defending himself with a sack over his head, and there were eight orcs attacking him. And I, and I came up and said, hey, what goes? And with, with Krista Berg flanking around the side, and they turned to us and started attacking me. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I just... And we and spoke I'm... last night for like 40 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I didn't. I didn't mean to cut Aaron off. I just we went down this path so long. It's like why to go down it again when we no, can it's just okay. end can it. Can I? Can I take out my sword? Yeah, Wait, I have my ribbon dagger that I threw. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you stab that guy in the just the arm, but poison courses through his veins, and he almost instantly just falls down dead. I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I take out my sword. Wait, it's somebody else's turn. No, no, it's, it's her turn now. Oh, okay. I take out my sword. In my pocket, there's a letter. But I take out my sword. <laughs> I stab my eyes. And right. I drag the sword. That's just what's happening. I take the sword and I drag... I stab both of my eyes. I can hardly see. It's in the sword is in my left eye socket. I drag it down to my heart. Oh my god! I get it down to my heart and I mix it around like I'm mixing a cake mix. Like you're making Jello. Like I'm making Jello. And then I drag it down to my stomach and I open up my stomach and I take out my intestines and I make a necklace and I make a little like. Like goodbye, I write goodbye. Wait, this isn't with I, my intestines. I, I, I just, and I die. I thought that we were a. Ter- and I die. He has to roll for it. She has to roll for it. He has to roll. Oh, I rolled I, it. Yeah. I just my only question here's here's my only question. How how hard are you trying to stab yourself in the eyes? I get everything. Real else. hard. Yeah. Okay. Real hard. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah, I'm trying to. I am stabbing myself in the eyes. I have a letter in my pocket. But I, and as you're doing that, I say to the baby, she would have made a terrible mother. <laughs> That's Hermantown, everybody. Thank you for coming. All right. What a cliffhanger. Rest in peace. I really thought we were just coming up to a city. I should probably drink while I, I No, it's fine. It's a legitimate space. Let's hear it for Tenacious D, who was apparently here. Yeah. <laughs> Kamel Nanjiani, Aaron McGathy, Spencer Crittenden, Dana Carvey. I'm Jeff. Sorry I was late. Dan Harmon is your mayor. Thanks very much, everybody. We love you. Well, if you don't play the blues, you don't play no rock and roll. So if you don't play the blues, yes, you simply don't know the definition of rock and roll. Oh my God! Rock and roll's a junkie, down to the core of his soul. Oh my God! Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. Rock is dead. I talked to my friend. But that's what he said. That's what I said. Who? He? Who is he? My other friend? Rock's still around. Nope. No rock is Solo. Mercury Fred, Muscle Car, Grateful Dead, The Lord of the Ring, Zeppelin Red, The Devil Tattoo, Never said it's all over. Yeah, oh, I can roll is dead. Oh my God, let me do another solo. Is out of
rock is dead, rock is dead. Take that brick chain out of my hand because the rock and the roll is a virgin dead, it's on the floor. Rock and roll is dead, and one more time, it's on the floor. Rock and roll is dead, and two more times, it's on the floor. Oh, oh, oh. I said, but now rock and roll. I said, but now rock and roll. Yes. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. <laughs> 